shall his beauty behold. I'd like to welcome everyone here today. Thank you for staying. I was reading a few weeks ago in Reader's Digest, uh, and they have a section always in there on quotable quotes. And you know, I, I always kind of like to read these. Um, a lot has to do with who said them. Um, sometimes it's surprising who said something and how weighty it seems, if I might use that term. But uh, I would like to look in the scriptures this morning on some quotable quotes. In other words, what is a quotable quote? A quotable quote is something that is worth remembering, that is worth quoting, that has some weight to it, that has a purpose to it. I, I cut a couple out. Um, <clears throat> that I thought were interesting. Um, here's one. The most important part of a story is the ending. No one reads a book to get to the middle. I mean, that's, see, that's it's something that you would ponder and you would think, well, that's true. You know, How often have I read a book to get to the middle of it and then not find out how it ends? When you have no one in your life who you can call and say I'm scared, then your life is uninteresting, <coughs> unfulfilling, superficial. You need somebody you can trust enough to say, I need help. Power is nothing unless you can turn it into influence. Condoleezza Rice. And these different people, you know, that, that say these things, you think about them. Well, today I would like to read some quotable quotes that the Lord Jesus Christ himself made. We can go no higher. We can go to no greater wisdom than the Holy Son of God who chose to become a man and come down to this earth. And what he says bears listening to. God gave us this Bible, and in this Bible are many words of wisdom. But I think the ones most worth listening to are those of the Lord Jesus and those that surrounded him for your future. What are you going to judge or face your future on if you have nothing. If you have nothing but other than, I'm going to live my life haphazardly and go through life like there's no end, like there's no eternity. What better way is there to find out and prepare for eternity than the Word of God? And then what better way is there than the one who came and gave his life for you 
and what he has to say. So I would hope that these few verses that I would read, they're simple. You all know them well. But I would like you today to take heed as to what they say. First one is John chapter 3 and verse 6. <coughs> that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Verse 7, Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Move on over in that same chapter, please, to verse 16. <coughs> For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Turn over in the same book, please, to John chapter 19. And the 19th chapter of John. Reading at verse 30. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I don't know if your Bible is a what we call a red letter edition, but if it is, you would see that the words that I have have read and are interested in today are the red words that were spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ. In this chapter 19 of John here, there's only three words that are in red in that verse. The rest was all narrated by John. The three words are, It is finished. But if we go back to John chapter 3 and verse 6, we would see the Lord Jesus Christ speaking Nicodemus. We know Nicodemus was a very learned teacher of the Jews. And he came to the Lord Jesus Christ by night for fear of being recognized, I guess. And he asked, what, how may one inherit eternal life? You know, I, I, I said earlier about the wisdom of the Lord. When you think of the fact that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh, that the Lord Jesus Christ was co-equal with God in the fact that all things were made by Him. And He chose to come down and become a man. Last Sunday... I, I spoke a little bit about, about how we, uh, ants, and how we, we would probably be to God what an ant is to us. And my brother came to me afterwards and he said he heard a, 
he heard a, a man one time speak about how God actually had to become an ant, that he might die, that he might function like an ant, that he might die for that creature. God became flesh and came down and dwelt amongst mankind. He was without sin. He was not condemned like we are. He was a perfect Lamb of God. But He came to this earth that He might live amongst mankind, that He might die a man for mankind. But you know, who better would have more wisdom about eternity than the words of God Himself? Who could better prepare you boys in this meeting today for a future, for an eternity that never ends? I couldn't help but think, my wife was reading in the paper about that bad accident there in Avon the other day with that truck that lost its brakes or whatever happened and he came down and hit 18 cars and four people died. They said three of them burnt so badly they, they, they were unrecognizable as to who they are. These people were sitting in traffic, going to work or going to shopping or doing whatever they do. And in the next instance, instant, they're in eternity through no fault of their own. But they're in eternity. They're gone. They no longer will be at that intersection. They no longer will be going to that job. They no longer will be going home to their families or whatever. They're in eternity. Boys in this meeting today, there is nothing more important than you to be prepared for eternity. Because you do not know what may happen tomorrow or today that your life would be snuffed out and you no longer would have any opportunity to make that decision to go to heaven for eternity. This could be the last time. So Nicodemus came to the wisest man ever. He came to the right place. And he wanted to know, what can I do to be saved, to inherit eternity? Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the quotable quote. That's the words of wisdom that we all need to think about here today. Ye must be born again. What does that mean? Well, we're all born our first birth, our natural birth. And what is our nature from the day we're born? Our nature is to sin. Because it's in our nature, it is our nature, from our foreparents that have been passed out. So our nature is to sin. Our nature is not to Godward, but it is rather self-greed, self-propagating, self-importance, all these things, not to worshiping our Maker. So in order for you or I to ever enter heaven, there's got to be a change. 
Because we're sinners. There's no sin entrance there. There's no sin in heaven. So, the wisest person that ever spoke said, you, 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 you must be born again. You can't go in the way you're born naturally. So Nicodemus says, I don't understand. Do I have to have a natural rebirth? No, it has to be a spiritual rebirth. Well, how can this happen? And so, the wisest man that ever spoke, and he never spoke an idle word. He never spoke a joking word. He never spoke a senseless word that didn't mean anything. All his words were waiting. And he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The perfect one, the one that was so unlike you or I because he could not sin, there was no sin in him. He didn't come here to show us our shortcomings. The law did that. He came that through him the world might be saved. I thought it was interesting as we read down a couple more verses that men, this is our condemnation. That light has come into the world that the Lord Jesus Christ has come to die for your sins. But yet as I look around this audience today, there are those that choose darkness. That choose not to have eternal life. That choose not to put their trust in the finished work on Calvary's cross that when the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary, it was for my sins. That when he made that statement, that quotable quote in John chapter 19, it is finished, meaning everything was satisfied in Scripture. God was satisfied with the sacrifice. His death on Calvary's cross for my sin was enough to satisfy God that the debt had been paid and my sins were forgiven. It is finished. Spoken by the one, the only one who could ever say that. This same one says, I came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. You boys in this meeting today are offered salvation. This one loves you so much. This one stooped so low from, as to leave the, the heights of glory and come down to this earth and become a man, and walk amongst mankind, and die the death of a man, the one who should have never died, because there was no sin in him, 
Death is brought on by sin. Because we have all sinned, we all must die. There is no reason he should have died. He died for me. He died for you. That's why he died on Calvary's cross. He stooped to become one of us, that he might die for you and I. I came not to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. He that believeth in me, he that believeth that I died for your sins is not condemned. Their sins are forgiven. Your, 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 your title is clear. You're on your way to heaven to, because of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that you are trusting in for your soul's salvation for all eternity. He that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. As you boys sit in this meeting today, as unbelievers, that banner overhead is condemned. You walk out of this building and cross that road and get hit by a car and, and be ushered into eternity. You're condemned. You're lost. There's no hope. But he that believeth is not condemned. He that trusts the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ is as good as in heaven now. But I thought it was interesting that you know what condemns you guys in this meeting that are unsaved? Is yourselves. The remedy is there. The salvation has been provided. At great cost, God sent His Son and He died for your sins. At a tremendous cost, he gave his life with the most dreadful death on Calvary's cross. As mankind hated him because of his goodness, hated him for who he was, hated him for the fact that he was sinless, and vented all of their hatred when, when they crucified him. And they thought that if we can take and crucify this one and kill this one, our troubles are over. And he went through all of this for you and I that we might have our sins forgiven. So, what is going to condemn you to hell and the lake of fire? What, it, what is going to put you there? Because you love darkness rather than light. The quotable quote, the Lord Jesus Christ said it right here. You, I have brought light into the world. I have brought hope into the world. I have brought salvation into the world. And it's offered freely to everyone. For whosoever believeth, everyone, it's offered. 
but you don't want it. You prefer to live in darkness. And because there is no hope, because you have not availed yourself of the glorious gospel that has been offered, you will suffer for your sins for all eternity. What more could God do than what he has already done? There is no way anybody in this meeting will ever be able to blame anyone but themselves if they choose to leave this life without salvation. There is no way that that rich man in hell, in that little story that we've seen spoken by the Lord Jesus, that that man's blaming anybody but himself. You will do the same. And it will be because of your choice that you will forever be there for all eternity. Boys, why not listen to these words of wisdom, words, quotable quotes, words to ponder, words to make an eternal decision by whosoever believeth in him shall not be shall not perish your sins are all forgiven they're all paid for what must i do he must be born again spoken by the lord jesus himself and after he walked this scene and he was nailed on Calvary's cross. And all the darkness came over the world as the Holy God poured out all of the wrath that was due to you and I for all eternity on that one that was dying in our stead. As all of the wrath of the Holy God that should have been upon you and I was poured out on the Lord Jesus Christ. And after the darkness passed, he could make the cry, it is finished. Everything has been done to procure my salvation and yours. It is finished. The only thing left was on a third day he rose again, proving to me that God was satisfied with that death. And he rose him from the dead. I would like to read one more quote in Revelation chapter 20. This was John. This was one who was extremely close to the Lord Jesus Christ. John had a dream and the Lord told him, write about these things that I show unto you. John chapter, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whom the face of the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. 
And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the death, dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it. And his countenance was so fierce that no one could stand before him. Young men, you are offered salvation today by a God that loves you and a Savior that came to die for you. But in that day, there was no more hope. There was no more opportunities. It is nothing but condemnation. Your condemnation for all eternity. Can you imagine as a sinner that has listened to the gospel so many times and has sat through so many gospel messages and left this place and never availed yourself of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to be applied to your own soul. And now stand, try to stand before Him in judgment as all of His wrath is poured out because you would not accept what cost Him so much. You can't even stand before Him, it says here. And the quotable quote is, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The first three quotes we read of today are quotes of mercy that will redeem your soul. There's a plea going forth from this platform today for everyone that is saved in this audience, we would love to see you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because you can have it today. It's offered. But Revelation and that last quote will be the most dreadful of days. As you will be condemned for all eternity. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. What will it be like to stand before the light of the world that you love darkness rather than light and not to be judged by him? All the opportunities that you have had to be saved and you spurned them. And now to face that wonderful, loving Savior that loves you today and wants to save you, as you are judged, what will the wrath of God be like on your Christless soul as you head out of life, as you head out of judgment, as you head to the lake of fire?
for all eternity. What will it take to awaken some of you in this meeting today that salvation will not be offered forever, but it's offered now? Avail yourself of the fact that Jesus died for your sins and all you have to do is come as a lost, guilty sinner and accept that salvation which has been provided. For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him not perish, but have everlasting life. Shall we pray? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come to thee now, and we thank thee for this time we've been able to gather here and read from thy word. Our Father, we realize that there is nothing that we have said that would have any importance for eternity. But our Father, we realize the power of thy word and the fact that it will accomplish that which is sent forth to do. Our Father, we pray for any lost soul or souls in this meeting today that thou will come in and reach and save. We would pray for their souls and pray for each one and pray in love that thou would come in and save them. Now we would give thee thanks for the food downstairs as we would partake it be blessed for our body's needs, we pray in his precious and worthy name. Amen. We won't sing.